0: This podcast was recorded at the club on Monday, the 24th of August, 2020. Uh, today, I'm joined by uh, club chair, Tracy Wedd, and... Uh... Paul Tucker, who's not Chris McFerrin, because Chris McFerrin had to go home, he was hungry. Um, <laughs> so we've got Paul Tucker, the chair of uh, rugby, here instead. Uh We are now sitting at the back of the, the rugby club. Uh, nice to be back in here. It's lovely to, to actually see some people and, uh, and spend a bit of time here. Uh, but you hear a bit of background noise as some of the conversations still going on in the other bar. But uh, hopefully that provides a good backdrop to our um, conversation today. Uh, This is a special edition just to go through what was happening here at the AGM. Uh, We're not going to go into huge amounts of details but give you a few um, highlights of what happened along the the way. So I think um, just to start off, Alan Price opened up the meeting tonight saying thank you to everyone for their uh, attendance. Uh, He was... Uh, He made a point that the club opened up on the 31st of July and people have started to come to the club but he also said that there were um, some concerns about covering our costs in this period so there will be some quizzes, the Sunday carvery is going to open up soon. Uh, there's going to be some walking rugby at the club, and despite there not being rugby, possibly until December time, um, they're going to hold uh, a lunch at least uh, once a month uh, uh, at the club where, where possible, and that likely to coincide with some of the Six Nations and the, um, the eight team internationals that we're likely to see. Have I missed anything, guys, from... Uh Well, welcome, Tracy. Welcome. Sorry (laughs) Sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) for those opening comments. It's
1: nice. It's nice to uh, listen to somebody else doing the talking. Obviously, uh, a bit of dry throat here talked lots
0: tonight already <laughs> oh good good right so the, the first topic was uh, apologies for absence and, and for some reason Michael Weston sent in his apologies for uh, for, for not being here because yeah. it's his wedding anniversary so we think he's got his priorities completely wrong uh, and he yes, we <laughs> were questioning his
1: commitment
0: to the club maybe uh, but no yeah, happy anniversary Weston and I hope you've had a lovely evening and you don't need to apologise to Tuck's not being able to make it <laughs>
2: yeah, thanks for the invite Weston uh, yeah. will there be a fine
1: for him at some point oh, fine. Oh, an idea. An idea. Oh, fine. I'll
2: speak to Luke about that Wesley
1: uh, maybe I can get some of uh, Weddy's tequila
2: ah tequila yeah <laughs> good idea good idea, good idea.
0: Um, so Tracy in your report you were just talking about how the world has changed and sport and club activities have been pretty uh, uh, different or will be pretty different for a little while is there anything that you'd like to just sort of draw attention to there that are top priorities at the moment
1: Well, I think um, I've previously been heard to say that our priorities are to preserve the club, to protect it, to keep it financially viable, and to ensure that we're ready to restart competitive rugby and to generate income as soon as we're allowed to, as soon as it's deemed safe for us to do so. Um, And that's that's our focus at the moment. Obviously, it's really hard to work uh, within all these boundaries and restrictions that have been imposed upon us. um, But our focus is to work on our budget for the forthcoming financial year and to work out what we can achieve, how we can achieve it, um, and see what we can do.
0: And and you mentioned that our strategic plan is um, under review um, to see where we go from here and uh, refocus after we've done the budget. Yeah, I think our budget is
1: our first focus, and uh, then we'll be reviewing our strategic plan. We've done a lot of work on our strategic plan, but obviously, unfortunately, um, that needs to be reviewed now just in line with this pandemic to see where we're at, what we can realistically achieve in the forthcoming years. Sure, and
0: for all the listeners out there, if anyone is a member and would like to see more detail, you can request financial information through Chris McFerrin, our, our, our club secretary. So, um, yeah, we, we had a number of financial reports, and I think the comment that, that stayed with me really was, uh, the failure to generate income is a failure to provide rugby, as uh, Chris McFerrin sort of made that point as we go through. So. Clearly, we've we've got some focus to continue to make uh, some money. Um, so, Tux, we also heard heard from you on the, the playing report. Um, now, I'm not asking you here to read out that whole report or anything like that. But any any highlights that you'd like to draw our attention to?
2: No, I think I think obviously one of the things that we did we did speak a little bit about at, at the meeting this evening was you know about this sort of you know we've all got to change. You know, everything changing for everybody, and there's this idea of a new normal. Um, we have to, we have to adapt and this, as, as we move forward and, and look for a better way of doing things. Well, I actually see we're doing that already. I think, you know, some of the, some of the coaching, um, sort of the chat groups and the, and the zoom calls with the coaching teams working really well. Obviously these podcasts are working really well. Um, yeah, and it's actually, you know, it's just great that we have embraced that technology and we're moving forward. Um, you know, we're in a as a club, we're probably in one of the better positions. We have we have good good numbers in all of the adult rugby. We now have a team at every age group. We have a a, a very good cult set up, um, which I think you're looking. You're probably getting about 25 players, cults players training every Thursday night, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, so so things are looking quite good. I think we do tend to. Back the trend a little bit with other clubs around. You see clubs, you know, other clubs, sort of in our local area, having to partner up with certain age groups. We haven't had to do that yet, so I think we are in a in a in a relatively in a, in a relatively strong position. Um, one of the big pluses I guess, for last year was schools rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we, we teach a lot of rugby in the schools. Um, we were kind of set the task last year to try and upskill some of the teachers as well. Um, we we're fortunate enough to, fortunate enough to get some RFU funding which actually allowed us to kind of point the teachers in the right direction and upskill those school teachers to level two, which is, which is, yeah, you know, it's never been done before. So um, and the good news is, you know, all of the teachers bought into that. Um, I think last year or the season before last year, our target to teach rugby in schools was we had to teach something like 500 pupils. And even before COVID-19 came and kind of cut this season short, we'd already taught over 900 kids. That's a school. fantastic
0: effort uh, to, get, to, to get to those kind of numbers and getting to coach those kids is really good, isn't
2: it? Yeah, no, it is, it is an absolutely incredible achievement. And I think, you know, the schools are, the schools loved it, you know, and I think, you know we have, you know, we had three coaches going in there. Uh, we had Michael, we had um, Matt Fowler, we had Casey Bogus, all going into the schools, and it was, a, you know, it was a great effort by those guys, um, and appreciated by everybody, I think. You know, I guess the sad bit is. That's probably not going to happen again <laughs> until next year, but, yep. but, you know, but the, um, you know, the, 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 the you
0: know. It will be what it will be. And yeah, so, the
2: block, the, block yeah. the blocks are in place, and as soon as we can pick it up again, we will do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, one of the other things you, you, uh, touched on, which I don't think I probably really appreciate, we had some guest coaches coming in last year. So, yeah. I think we had Mike Friday from the England Sevens. We did. Some bits and then there were a couple of other names you mentioned as well. Yeah,
2: so, so last year, so, obviously we took on Owen Coyne as Colts head coach last year, um, having played the professional game. He obviously has a few contacts, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, having played with these guys in the past, so we had sort of one-off Colts and senior in coaching sessions last year with Mike Umaga, um a Samoan international and brother of um, the ex-Samoan um, ex-New Zealand captain. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Mike Friday, who's the head of uh, USA Rugby Sevens, and we had Sam Howard, uh, a Premiership player and current National One coach. So um, the good news is, speaking to Owen, only only a couple of weeks ago, um, we're certainly going to get Mike Friday back. Um he's already agreed to come and actually do another coaching session. Um and he's hoping that we'll also get um, Steve Thompson down, sort of former Northampton player, to do some front five stuff. So
0: Northampton player and World Cup winner. And retired don't retired for injury and then burst back onto the scene as well. So, yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, so getting those guys down will be absolutely fantastic, you know, and I think yeah, you know, they they were come, they were due to come actually in the next few weeks. We kinda of put them off a little bit. Um, particularly Steve Thompson. There's probably no point in being being at the club if you can't do any hands on front, 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 yeah. work, cause, you know, that'll be, that'll be a waste of his time and air. So, so yeah, that's, that's, you know, it's really, um, yeah, that's, that's really good stuff.
0: Excellent. So, I mean, I think, um, uh, Steve Foreman also gave a uh, uh, an update on the volunteers piece. Praise the work with the volunteers pact that sort of details out what needs to be done when uh, 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 a lot of people come on board. I didn't realise that Dave Sharp won a, an award for unsung hero. For some reason, that's passed me by, and so
1: did you not? He went to a very prestigious event in Chelmsford did to he? Uh, receive his award. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't realise. amazing.
0: That, yeah, I didn't realise that it had So congratulations, Dave. I'm not sure if you know. It, to listen to these podcasts, maybe you do, maybe you don't. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, Congratulations but I think you, you mentioned there were some nominations or Steve mentioned there were some nominations in for this year that was due to happen um, so some of our member or key volunteers have been uh, put forward for awards so fingers crossed those events will will happen um, shortly. Um, now there, there was a request from the floor about how we communicate and how we reach out to some of our people so that some of our members don't know uh, that there are uh, events happening at the club, which is this forever rotating cycle of how do we communicate, how do we stay yes, in touch with people. Yes, and I think won't? Paul, yeah. you
1: and I both sat down at Ram Gorse many years ago and had a very similar conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it seems to be a never-ending problem for us in how we communicate with everybody about what's going on. Um, you know, the last AGM saw the start of my yeah. monthly chairman emails mm-hmm. um, which I'm hoping go out to are received and read by all members, but I appreciate they can be lost in people's inboxes. Um, And it's the same as we've heard tonight with regard to social media. You know, our our posts get lost amongst many other posts. Um, So, yeah, it was quite an interesting discussion to kind of try and conquer how we communicate. And it seems to be that it may be we need to have different um, methods for key People such as team captains, team managers, and for them to then disseminate that information onwards.
0: A more personal connection to to some people, which seems like we've gone full circle in the way of does, thinking. It used it. to be very much like that, and we didn't have all this technology out there. But there's probably too much technology noise, mm. um, so so it's a rethink of that and revisit. The so best way we've to do definitely that. taken that away. That will
1: be on on our list for. Uh, something Maybe t-
0: anyone listening's got any great ideas on that and how we can do that in an a, Efficient, yeah, effective way. Right. <laughs> Send them in. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't time-consuming
1: and uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're racing through some of the the content in the uh, uh, attempt to get some information out to people quickly. But we also uh, had the the voting for next executive officers. Uh, I think we've now got uh, Tracy. You're staying on for another year. Um, Steve Foreman staying on as Vice-Chairman for another year, Chris McFerrin as Honorary Secret- Secretary, and Tux on for another year as uh, Chair of Rugby, and Treasurer Dougie Brown. But I guess, and we'll probably, uh, we're recording another podcast in a couple of days with uh, Ben White, who's our Members Representative. I think we've got a uh, space, is it for one or two more
1: people on there? We normally have two, but we have had three before, oh. so we're quite open to those that want to volunteer for this. And um, and, you know, we need to have a member's voice on all our committees. Sometimes the executive can get too wrapped up and sometimes blinkered because we see the same things. We talk about the same things we're not listening to or hearing new ideas, new ways of doing things. And um, so to have a member's rep on each of our committees um, is is really quite important to us to be able to bring in some members perspectives and also to take that information back to to members who might not actually hear about yep. what's ongoing at the moment um so yes yeah, so whilst Ben is happy to continue there is an opening for one or two others to so, join us
0: and if people are interested we'll talk to Ben more mm-hmm. uh, later in the week about what that involves but if people are interested then contact you Tracy Yep. 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 Okay. Or even Ben, I guess, as, as one of our other uh um contacts on there. Um so that that's uh where we come to. And then Alan Price was short. I mean he was he finished his conversation for his closing remarks for him. He was short. Short, yeah. He was short. <laughs> Surprisingly um, short <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he he wrapped up with it saying a massive thank you to the exec for all of the hard work over the, uh, particularly the last few months. Uh, 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 It's recognised that I think across the club there that no one signed up to manage a club in a pandemic. We want to be doing all the good stuff. And although we've got some tough 12 months ahead of us, I think we've got uh, the fun will be, will come and it will come back and all the hard work that everyone's putting in at the moment will will mean that we are, are back playing rugby and having more fun than ever before in an organised way. So I just share my thanks to you all and all the rest of the exec for your time putting in into to prepare for the meeting but also all the hard work over the last few months. But there you go, that, that's anything to add before we close off for today?
2: No, oh, I would just say you're absolutely right, But we will be back, you know, it's been quite painful over the last few months, I think, you know, we normally spend probably June and July kind of relaxing and standing down and not worrying about rugby too much, and I think all we've been doing is talking about when we're going to get back and, you know, and how, we're, how the club's going to survive, but, you know, hopefully we're through that, uh, and hopefully we will get some, 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 some play back on the pitch at some point, <laughs> uh, in a not too distant future, so.
1: What is it you'd normally say, Tux? Onwards and upwards. Onwards and
2: upwards. Yeah, indeed.
1: <laughs> and also to you know, a quote from from Pricey was, uh, you know, collectively we're going to work together to ensure that rugby is the winner.
0: Absolutely, excellent. Well, thank you both for taking a little bit extra time this evening to have this chat after everyone else has now gone home, and uh, <laughs> uh, and we'll get this podcast out to the uh, sort of all of our listeners in the near future. So, thank you. Brilliant. Thanks Paul. Yes. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for listening to the House of Rams podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please get in touch through Facebook or email me direct with your thoughts. If you'd like to appear on one of our podcasts or showcase what you're doing at the club, please email me on pauloweneynand at gmail.com or contact me through Facebook. Watch out for our next release and thanks for listening.